China continues to insist the balloon that flew over the United States was for civilian use and has denounced the US military's action to shoot down the device, claiming the US seriously violated international conventions. And while the US attempts to recover the debris, there's concern the incident has done lasting damage to relations between Washington and Beijing. Daniel Russell is the Vice President, International Security and Diplomacy at the Asia Society Policy Institute in the United States. He's also a former Assistant Secretary of State for East Asian and Pacific Affairs and a former Special Assistant to the President and National Security Council under President Obama. Daniel, welcome to breakfast. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Patricia. The US military is attempting to analyse the balloon and to find out exactly what it was doing. Is there any doubt in your mind that it was a spy balloon? No, because it's uh, one of several devices in a fleet of airborne surveillance collection platforms that the Chinese uh, military has deployed. Uh, There's another one operating also now in the Western Hemisphere in South America. Uh, And they've been seen before, and I suspect that the U.S. has already gotten plenty of photos of the array. Uh, Now they're surely seeking to collect the equipment that was shot down over the coast of South Carolina in order to retrieve the data and see uh, what was actually collected by the Chinese and what type of intelligence, if any, may already have been uh, transmitted back to uh, Beijing. So it's kind of an uh, an intelligence damage assessment operation, I would think. Some Republicans have accused the president of acting too slowly to bring the balloon down. The head of the House Intelligence Committee, Mike Turner, claimed that shooting it once it was over the Atlantic is sort of like tackling the quarterback after the game is over. Does he have a point? Well, <laughs> no, I... Uh, I think we're hearing from people who know even less about uh, intelligence than they do about football. Um, no, I think that this was a considered decision by the U.S. Department of Defense and the intelligence agencies. There are plenty of hints in the public statement that say they had took taken measures that uh, made them confident that uh, no serious or vital information would be made available as the array passed over sensitive U.S. bases. Um, But they weren't prepared to take any chances, either chances that Americans might be injured by the falling debris. This is a massive platform. We shouldn't let the image of a balloon mislead us. You know, this was a a military aircraft. And secondly, uh, they weren't taking any chances by allowing it to return to China. Uh, So they chose the optimal moment for recovery intact of the equipment. And I'm quite confident they know what they're doing. Are you surprised by China's angry reaction to the shooting down of the balloon? No, not at all. It's a colossal blunder for the Chinese leadership. It's not only a huge embarrassment to Xi Jinping, the president, but it's also a a major setback to his effort to sort of calm the waters around China, so to speak, to buy time to deal with his challenging domestic agenda and to pursue what people are describing as a, as a, a, a charm offensive at the moment. 
And look, as far as Chinese anger and bluster goes, so far it's actually quite mild, although there's a little irony that claiming the right to retaliate in this case is a bit of an inadvertent admission. You know, they're not threatening to shoot down a U.S. weather balloon, right, I presume. Look, it's it's never a good thing when a, a nuclear power is moved to shoot down the military uh, aircraft of another one. Although there's no doubt in my mind the Chinese would have done the same thing if the situation was reversed. The Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, was meant to be in Beijing right now. His trip has been uh, put off indefinitely. What needs to happen now to try and get that relationship back on track? I mean, the timing couldn't be worse. I agree, and that's part of what makes this uh, incursion by Chinese military so uh, confusing and so illogical. I mean, let's remember that Secretary Blinken was very careful to say that he was postponing his visit, that he wasn't cancelling it. I see evidence that both governments uh, would like to find a way back to holding the important meeting, which was to follow on from the Bali Leaders Summit, and that was hoped, if not expected, to stabilize the relationship. But I think that this incident really illustrates President Biden's concern that a stupid act, a a miscalculation, can create an incident that could snowball out of control in the current atmosphere of mistrust between the two countries and and in the absence of agreements and the absence of uh, working channels of communication. Look, China seemed to be on a path of mending relations with the West, including with the US and even with Australia. But there is still this sort of simmering tension over Beijing's influence in the Pacific and Taiwan. What are the risks of this whole episode? I mean, you just talked... You alluded to some of that, but there's two conflicting things happening. There's this repairing of relations, but clearly an escalation on the other side um, uh, when you look at this incident. My own sense is that this could have been a more serious crisis. This should be looked at as a teachable moment. This is a moment where things could have gone very badly wrong and Chinese declarations about wanting international cooperation notwithstanding, someone in the Chinese military decided that it was a good idea to launch an egregious, sustained, major incursion into the U.S. sovereign airspace. There's something here that needs to be worked through, and it's critically important that countries like Australia and the United States Uh, align behind a common picture of what's going on. Thank you so much for joining us, Daniel. Thanks for having me, Patricia. Daniel Russell is the Vice President, International Security and Diplomacy at the Asia Society Policy Institute in the US and a former National Security Council advisor under President Obama. Getting in touch with ABCRN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features. 
Me again, podcasters. I hope you're enjoying our coverage of international affairs on RN Brecky. And if you're looking for more stories that put world events into context, then look for Between the Lines on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.